Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3147. Happy Valentine's Day to you. It is the day for love and lovers. And today we're going to talk about seven novels in the current Star Wars canon that put the focus on romance in an awesome way. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So I've said on the podcast many a time that I really appreciate the love stories in Star Wars and I do think it is a key part of Star Wars storytelling. But in our new canon era, Star Wars live-action storytelling has been pretty chaste for the most part. Yes, Rey and Ben kiss at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, but then he goes zoop into forced ghost land, and that's all there is of that. In The Mandalorian, there's a little bit of a connection between Omera in Episode 4, between her and The Mandalorian, but that's it. In Andor, yes, there's definitely a connection between Cassian and Bix, which is fun, but that's that for that. Boba Fett, eh, yeah, not really. And the same goes for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So if you want to get a dose of romance in your Star Wars storytelling, you basically have to go to the books. And so this is what we're going to talk about today. Just we're going to run down seven novels where romance features strongly in the storyline for a particular Star Wars book. And when I was making this list, it just so happened that it's seven different authors, <laughs> so it works out really well. For a start, we'll talk about Dark Disciple, which is the novel by Christy Golden featuring Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress. This is the novel that was based on two story arcs that were unproduced for The Clone Wars, so eight total episodes. That one is a beautiful and tragic story that comes about when the Jedi Council makes a rather controversial decision and sends Quinlan Voss out on a mission to try to figure out how to assassinate Count Dooku. Then there's Lost Stars, and I do believe it was Claudia Gray's first novel for Star Wars storytelling. Man, oh man, <laughs> what a sensation that was. And her stock in the world of Star Wars Book Aficionados just went through the roof just on the first telling. And she certainly maintained her reputation with Master and Apprentice and The Fallen Star and Leia Princess of Alderaan and Bloodline and all that. But Lost Stars telling the tale of star-crossed friends slash lovers slash enemies than Corell and Santa Rhee during the Galactic Civil War, as they like to call it, but basically, you know, during the Rebellion, right? What a wonderful story that was. For a third one, I'm picking Queen's Hope by E.K. Johnston, which is the third novel in the Queen trilogy about Padme at various points in her life. The reason why Queen's Hope for me at least, is because, well, it happens to take place after the events of Attack of the Clones, and so we have a <laughs> pair of newlyweds with Anakin and Padme, and there are moments between the two of them where you're like, okay, I get it, right? I mean, Attack of the Clones is what it is. <laughs> and I don't know, it's, 
as I've said on the podcast, it's something that has grown on me over the years. But the romance of it is, you know, fairly whirlwind and a little bit surprising. And suddenly they're married, but you get it in Queen's Hope for sure. Their relationship is terrific in the way E.K. Johnston handles them. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's wonderful. And yeah, you buy it, basically. You totally buy it. My fourth pick will be one that just came out a few months ago. It's The Princess and the Scoundrel by Beth Revis, which details the wedding and the honeymoon of Princess Leia and Han Solo. On top of it being great in terms of their bickering and their romance, it's also wicked funny, too. And while the adventure they go on is kind of light and is also a great promotional thing for the Galactic Star Cruiser experience at Walt Disney World, it's also pretty deep in terms of its reflections on Han's experience spending a year locked in carbonite. Like, really intense with those moments. For my fifth and sixth choices, I'm going into the Higher Republic. Phase one didn't really have, in the novels at least, a lot of romantic situations. Yes, they kind of hinted at a Stellan Geos, Elzar Man, Avar Chris love triangle, but eh, yeah, really phase two is where you've seen romance blossom. One of them is in Path of Deceit. That's the novel from Tessa Groton and Justina Ireland, where Kevmo Zink, who is a Padawan, visits the planet Dalna and meets up with young Marta Rowe. And their relationship is similar to a sort of star-crossed kind of thing that we saw within Corell and Sienna Re, Thane being part of the Rebellion and Sienna being part of the Empire in Lost Stars by Claudia Gray. But yeah, it doesn't work out <laughs> nearly as well, unfortunately. I mean... I guess it doesn't necessarily work out all that great in Lost Stars either, but at least both of them are alive by the end of Lost Stars, and you can't say that for Path of Deceit. Then there's Convergence by Zoraida Cordova, and we've got two different romances blossoming in this one. One of them is definitely an overt one with Ziri and Fantu, who come from... Irem and Arano, and theirs is supposed to be a marriage of convenience, basically, to try to make things peaceful between the two planets, but as they spend time together, they actually end up falling in love, which is really wonderful, so that's one of the romances in there. And the other one is the unlikely one of Gelen Atai, who's a Jedi Padawan, and Axel Greylark, the son of one of the Chancellors. Now, this is not one that's going to come to fruition necessarily, obviously, because of Gela's commitment to the Jedi Order, but Axel Greylark does make it clear that he's fallen for Gela. And I've just been handed a note by the Department of Corrections, Gela is a Jedi Knight, not a Jedi Padawan, so sorry about that. But yeah, Gela, I think, feels an attachment to Axel as well, which... I don't know, it's kind of interesting that she's decided to become a Wayseeker. It means that she's still, you know, part of the Jedi, but kind of following her own path. And we know Axel's going to appear in Cataclysm, the novel by Dr. Lydia Kang, so it'll be interesting to see if their paths cross again in the future. And for a seventh and final pick, which, you know, there's a technicality on it, but they did put a book out for this, so I'm going with it. The Dr. Afra audio drama by Sarah Kuhn. So, it's in a script form, which is why I'm saying the book counts. Mostly it's an adaptation of stuff from the comics. However, there is a lot of new material that's been added by Sarah Kuhn to fill out the whole audio drama slash script situation. And the love story between Dr. Aphra and Son of Staros is just fantastic. It is one of my favorites in Star Wars storytelling. 
And speaking of audio dramas, I have to say, <laughs> George Mann's Battle of Jeddah audio drama, which has a script book dropping today, you know, the script book, it doesn't necessarily come through that way, but when you listen to the audio drama, it does feel like some of the characters kind of ramped up. I don't know if that was just me or what, but yeah, something's going on with the way that the performers decided to do the line reads for some of the stuff in the script. I don't know. Listen to the Battle of Jetta and tell me what you think about that. Like I said, it doesn't necessarily come through if you just read the script book, but the performances are, are definitely on a different tier. Oh, and as a last but not least, I'll give an honorable mention to Lula and Zine, the two characters written by Daniel Jose Older in the High Republic Adventures Phase 1 run in IDW. Those characters did appear in his novel Midnight Horizon for Wave 3 of Phase 1, but really the relationship was developed in the comics, so you know, it doesn't necessarily qualify exactly for this episode, but yeah, it's there and it's also a great relationship too. So there you go. That is what I've got for you about romance in current canon Star Wars storytelling. Some great examples for you to check out and that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 